0: this week's Oxcast, your weekly roundup for the best events happening in and around Oxford. You may notice that we've got a lovely new jingle that we're all very delighted with.
1: What a time we live in.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this was made in-house by Michael Dornan, so thank you very much Michael. It sounds amazing. Today's date is Wednesday the 23rd of March and joining me in the studio today is Ola and Mike. Hello. Hey. What have you guys got then?
1: I've got a fun party at the Oxford Ice Rink and some info on the boat race.
2: And I'll be talking about football, some Easter events and a bit of film as well. Cool.
0: And I've got two plays and an exciting Easter trail. But before we get started, I just want to make you aware of our Oxford Literary Festival competition. For details on how to enter, just go to dailyinfo.co.uk And you could win tickets to see Lucy Worsley speak at Oxford Literary Festival. What's she going to be talking about? Uh, She's going to be talking about her new children's book, Eliza Rose. Cool.
1: We're sending lots of reviewers to the Literary Festival as well, so be sure to check out the site for up-to-date information on how it's all going.
0: Now, on to our Oxford fact. Mike, you have an interesting fact about bridges
1: yes uh, bridges are of course always interesting (laughs) but lots of people know the Swinford Toll Bridge and that's the one between Ensham and Farmall and it causes a lot of angst with locals because 5p a car and the queues leading up to the bridge are a bit annoying
2: more generally it's between Oxford and Whitney if people don't know (laughs) the villages
1: (laughs) that's yes that's more common route But it's got a really interesting history. It was built in 1769 by the Earl of Abingdon to make the passage from Oxford to Whitney easier because the ancient ferry, and there was a causeway there too, they had uh, quite a lot of problems and there's a story of John Wesley nearly drowning when he tried to cross in a flood. But the Magna Carta protected people from having to pay to put bridges up where they hadn't been before. So to get around this, the Earl of Abingdon, who had land on both sides, said... All oh, right, okay, I'll build it and I'll also charge a toll. It's got its own act of parliament, which says that forevermore, whoever owns the bridge, it's tax free. So any profits are tax free.
2: It's also ridiculous that it's a five p toll.
1: Five p toll. It's <laughs> oh, just right. annoying. <laughs> Although they they estimate that four million cars cross a year, generating two hundred thousand pounds. Wow! much. Wow. Yeah. How do
0: you pay the five p?
1: There's a toll booth in the middle of the bridge and just a long queue of cars.
2: Everyone holding onto their 5Ps when they get some change.
1: Yes, it was sold in 2009 for 1.08 million. Part of the Act of Parliament means that no bridges can be built three miles up or downstream of it.
2: That is such a pain. It yeah. is such a
1: pain. So if you've got any plans, then forget them. 1769 <laughs> <laughs> is calling.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks very much for that, Mike. On to the events of this week. That well-known classic, Goodnight Mr. Tom, is being performed at the New Theatre. It's been performed since Monday and it's going on until Saturday. Did you guys ever study Goodnight Mr. Tom at school?
1: No.
2: I saw that TV version.
1: Was it a film? I don't know. Yes.
2: I've got facts about the film. Was
1: there an old man in it?
2: Yes, yes. (laughs) Was that Mr. Tom? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. yes.
1: I think I might have.
2: You might have. Is it an evacuation thing where the kid goes to stay with Mr. Tom and then...
0: You've nicely summed up the (laughs) (laughs) storyline. Yeah. So Goodnight, Mr. Tom is set during World War II and it follows the young boy called William Beach who is evacuated to the idyllic English countryside and forges a remarkable friendship with the elderly recluse Tom Oakley. It's a really lovely story. And as you said, there was a film which was made in 1998 and it featured John Thor as Tom. And it was actually filmed in Turville in Buckinghamshire. So you can go around the village. It's a beautiful Ooh. little village. Um,
1: Pretend you're an evacuee.
0: Yes. (laughs) If you really want to, you can get a brown paper box and gas mask around your face. Wonderful.
1: What an experience. Yeah,
0: what a day out. (laughs) We've had a review of the play and it just sounds like a really true adaptation of the book. Bring some
2: tissues, probably.
0: Yes. Yeah, it's heartwarming without being over-sentimental. Nice. So that's Goodnight Mr Tom at the New Theatre from Wednesday until Saturday. Uh, Tickets start at £14.50.
2: Now, did you know that tomorrow is wear a hat day? No.
1: I did not know that.
2: Please well, tell us more <laughs> It's not really one of those sort of National Wear Hat Day things But it's sponsored by The Brain Tumor Research uh, Charity um, Who are based in Milton Keynes So they're encouraging people To wear a hat To raise awareness And maybe some money For brain tumor research Brain, central nervous system And intracranial cancers Account for about 3% Of all UK cancer deaths While Brain Cancer Research Receives only about 1% Of cancer research funding um, So they need a bit of your attention And maybe a few quid as well They're uh, pushing the hashtag hat-tastic
1: that's not a good
2: one I think they could have done better but anyway <laughs> if you do want to take a picture of yourself wearing a particularly fun hat and raise awareness for uh, brain cancer research and um, yeah, tweet it with hashtag hatastic. we were talking a bit earlier about all the different days that there seems to be, every week or month there's a different month, like British Pie Week a few weeks ago and things like that well, tomorrow is also apparently tuberculosis day and according to daysoftheyear.com, which I would highly recommend, it's also chocolate covered raisins day Oh. Hmm. so maybe they need a bit of attention as well i don't know how do you feel about chocolate covered raisins i feel okay about them because the ratio of chocolate to raisin is usually about 50 50 okay and
1: and they're not secret
2: they're not secret yeah i think there's a big problem when there are secret raisins and things but if raisin is in the title then it's all right yeah it's more bearable Good. Uh, so, some people may know that the women's football season has just about to get underway again. The first few matches will be going on this evening, but Oxford United Women are going to have their first game tomorrow. They're going to be playing Millwall Lionesses at the North Court in Abingdon at seven forty-five. So. All of their home games are held at the North Court in I Abingdon. Mean, it's pretty easy to get to. It's on the Oxford side of Abingdon as well, um, if people want to go. Tickets are £4 for a home game. Bargain. Absolute bargain. And one fifty for under 16s. £25 for a season ticket. It's unbelievable value. Uh, their next match after this one will be Aston Villa away on Sunday, and then there's a bit of a break until near the end of April. Um, so for full details and fixtures, go to oxyunitedwfc.co.uk. Oxyunited United Women play in Women's Super League Two, which is the second tier of English football. So by all accounts, they're better than the men. And uh, yeah, well, I'm sure lots of fans of Oxford United will want to support the women as well.
0: It's definitely worth going along to the match. I had You've a really, been before, haven't you? Yeah, I had a really nice time. Uh, watching them, and, and it's, it's a good ground. I enjoy adventuring ground. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there are a couple of good pubs nearby as well. The Spread Eagle, I would recommend on North Court Road.
1: Hmm. So the Oxford Ice Rink, I've never been actually, but I really? do. Yeah, I do love ice skating, so I should go at some point. I've been to
2: the Oxford City Stars a couple of times. You yeah, as well. Yeah. Oh, yes. yes.
1: Yeah, you're a big fan. <laughs> Represent. Yes. So on Saturday they're having a UV paint ice skating party. Sounds messy. Does sound messy. Potentially dangerous. Uh, it does, but also rave like and. Euphoric. <laughs> <laughs> there's very really little information about it, but I think it's fairly self-explanatory, isn't it? You yep. just go and skate and there's probably UV paint involved.
0: Do you think you get a little pot of paint and you get to flick UV paint at people? I hope so.
1: Maybe. Or yeah. they just kind of douse you in it as you come in. I think
0: it'd be disappointing <laughs> if you don't at least
2: get to throw a bit of UV paint at someone. Mm.
1: Mm, yes, they're my favourite parties. Mm. <laughs> but that is £8 advance and £11 on the door. Lovely. And is 8pm on Tuesday.
0: So, as I'm sure many of you know, it's the Easter weekend.
1: I'm ecstatic.
0: But if you don't fancy a conventional uh, Easter egg hunt, why wouldn't you get to hunt down chocolate eggs? That's great. Mm-hmm. Then why not head down to the Museum of the History of Science? They've got a special Einstein Easter trail, and I spoke to Chris Parkin, one of the museum's educational officers, about their excellent trail.
3: Well,. One of the most exciting, uh, or perhaps better known objects that we have on display in the museum, down in the basement, is very unassuming when you first look at it. It is uh, simply a blackboard hanging at one end of the basement gallery. Uh, but what's of course very special about it is the person who wrote on this blackboard uh, which is uh, uh, Albert Einstein who when he came to Oxford in 1931 uh, to give a lecture about cosmology uh, and he was something of a celebrity scientist at the time even though not so many people could understand what he was trying to say uh, he he, um, gave this lecture and the last blackboard upon which he wrote in this lecture was preserved for posterity and has been deposited at the museum. So it's displayed there with Einstein's writing, as I say, the last part of this lecture. And he is applying his relativity theory to the great puzzle of the expanding universe as had been observed in the late 1920s. So uh, that's our excuse for the Easter trail, which (laughs) is Einstein's Easter trail. Our Easter trails are often very popular. You come and help yourself to the trail and um, puzzle out uh, the subject matter and and see see how you get on. Um, Famously, uh, Albert Einstein said, uh, logic will get you from A to B, but imagination will take you everywhere. Museums are places of imagination, so do come and try the Easter Trail because it will take you on a journey of imagination as much as logic Listen politics. to the full
0: interview to hear about the history of the museum, what they are planning for the future, and about John Dee's Holy Table. So that's kicking off on Saturday, and you'll be able to take the trail until Sunday the 10th of April.
1: If you fancy a slightly different Easter Trail, then we've set one up on the site. We've lost Amelia Eggheart. Oh no! <laughs> and you must find her! Uh, so Amelia's gone round Oxford. Uh, Amelia is the name of a small chicken, by the way. Taking pictures of her herself, but we need to find it. So you can help us. Go to the Easter page on the site and you can find it there.
2: There are loads of other Easter events going on. So to name just a few, Boswells are going to have an Easter egg hunt uh, going on on Friday. There are Easter holiday activities at Cogs Farm there'll be easter egg design and decoration for children at modern art oxford on friday there's an easter cayley in grove on saturday night easter chick hunt at the oxford bus museum on sunday and loads loads more you can find full list of all the events going on on dailyinfo.co.uk slash easter where there are also links to um, a couple of our Easter games. So Amelia Egghart's Shelfies from around Oxford will be on there as well. And a link to Bunny's Battle, our simple but uh, addictive game <laughs> Easter game that we um, made last year. That, uh, you can play that again this year as well. So that's dailyinfo.co.uk slash Easter.
1: So some more Easter traditions are the boat races that are uh, run every year on the Tideway between Oxford and Cambridge. These are the men's and the women's races. The women were on the tide race for the first time last year. And 161st men's race and the 71st women's race. So the men's race found in 1829. The original one was raced in Henley. And the winning Oxford boat is still in the River and Rowing Museum in Henley.
3: Really? Yeah. You can go and see
1: that. And the women's race was started in 1927, but only really took hold in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And up until last year, was, or two years ago, was raced in Henley as well. But it's all on the Tideway, and it's very, very exciting.
2: Over the same distance as well?
1: Over the same <laughs> distance, which is 6.8 kilometres from Putney Bridge to Chiswick Bridge.
2: Which is over three times the length they would normally row in the, at the Olympics, wouldn't it?
1: Yeah, it's a really difficult race to train for, because... Well, there's no other race like it. Mm. So, they obviously, that's not the only race that these crews do all year. And there's Head of the River, which is again on the Tideway, but the rest of them, that's just it's a very difficult thing to train for. Mm. Results for both races still favour Cambridge uh, by quite a long way in the women's race. So, yes, favourites this year though. In the men's race, Cambridge, the bookies reckon have the edge. Really? Yeah. Socks
2: have been dominant for the last few years. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: they've won. If they won this year, it would be seven wins out of the last nine. Wow. But the women are still strong favourites, which is good things. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a dramatic thing to watch because there's sometimes sinking, sometimes crashes like last year when mm-hmm. uh, Cambridge's blades broke. And sometimes swimmers, of mm-hmm. course. You can go down to London and watch it and only the bridges are good. So that's Putney, Hammersmith and Chiswick or just find some a bit of a river and there's probably some boats on it. Mm-hmm. But you can also watch it on BBC One or they're showing it at St. Old Hates Tavern. Live, which is it'd be good fun. Mm. Uh, So, the women's race is at 3:10 and the men are at 4:10.
2: I think it's astonishing that a varsity, you know, inter-university event is watched by people, millions of people all over the world. Yeah, it really is an Mm.
0: international sporting event.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's one of the biggest free sporting events I think there is.
0: Mm. More theatre now. Uh, Joan is coming to the Oxford Playhouse on Monday and Tuesday at 7:30. So, you'll know about Joan of Arc. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, the heroine of France, who famously dressed as a man and commanded French armies during the Hundred Years' War, but was then captured by the English and tried for the crime of heresy because of her cross-dressing and burnt at the stake. But it was Savage. sad. Yeah. She's only nineteen. Really? Yeah. Wow. Hey. This is a new piece written and directed by Lucy J. Skilbeck, which fuses new writing and Jared King Cabaret. So I've never seen any drag king or queen cabaret before have you guys seen any i've seen some drag queen cabaret not no drag king cabaret
2: so that'd be intriguing yeah so you've never seen rupaul's drag race no i haven't oh my god it's amazing it's on netflix watch all of it (laughs) okay
0: (laughs) fantastic Uh, jonas starring lucy parkinson who as louis cipher won drag idol in 2014 props yeah That's Joan at Oxford Playhouse on Monday and Tuesday at 7.30, tickets are £12.
2: And I've picked out a film um, for people to go watch over the bank holiday weekend, or into next week. So Edge of the Eagle is a new film starring Taron Egerton and Hugh Jackman. Um, It's directed by Dexter Fletcher, who's probably best known as an actor, but more recently directed Wild Bill and Sunshine on Leith, uh, both of which I really liked, actually. Um, And it's produced by Matthew Vaughan, who directed Kick-Ass and Kingsman the Secret Service. So if you're a fan of any of those films, then this could well be for you. So Eddie the Eagle of, is, of course, the true story of Michael Eddie Edwards, uh, who travelled to the 1988 Calgary Olympics to compete in the ski jumping. So he'd originally tried to qualify as an alpine skier, but then realised that there were no British ski jumpers. And so it'd probably be easier to qualify in that. So he'd switch disciplines. <laughs> After competing in the 70 metre and 90 metre uh, ski jumping disciplines, he finished last. So, while setting British records, though, um, (laughs) and he captured the imagination of all the spectators. I think there was a bit of animosity between him and some of the other competitors who thought it was like a bit of a joke or something. but he completely won the crowd. And I think he got a little mention in the closing speech of the closing ceremony as well, um, saying that some competitors soared like an eagle. Um, I think <laughs> was a quote. He went on to become a torchbearer in the relay for the 2010 Vancouver Olympics. They love him in Canada after Calgary. And people will probably remember his uh, thick Gloucestershire accent and even <laughs> thicker glasses that he'd wear underneath his ski goggles. It would also get fogged up, so he could barely see anything. <laughs> it's just a total legend. Anyway, the film opens in cinemas on Easter Monday and will be running all week. For full cinema listings and loads more events happening in and around Oxford this week, go to dailyinfo.co.uk.
0: Make sure to follow us. We're on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Daily Info Oxford.
1: And to make sure you don't miss any of our lovely podcasts, then you should subscribe to us on all the major providers.
2: Next week we'll be talking to Hal Chambers from Leeper, um, an environmental puppetry piece, and uh, one of the speakers from the Oxford Literary Festival.